We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, gang, welcome back. We're at the halfway mark here of Sports Talk Saturday. And you know they, you know what they say about the halfway mark. They keep the best, most entertaining stuff for halftime, just like the halftime Super Bowl. Think of my next guest as Janet Jackson. Think of me as Justin Timberlake. Joining me now is Mike Tanier on the West Her Hotline. Did you like that introduction? I, I just came up with that off the spot. I, I got to admit, the background music was so loud, I didn't hear it. I hope it was charitable. <laughs> So I said, uh, you know, I saved my best guest for the halftime show, just like the Super Bowl. So think of my next guest as Janet Jackson and me as Justin Timberlake. Uh, that's better than thinking of me as, like, up with people uh, or a cold player. Who, who else had a really <laughs> terrible – oh, gosh, the black-eyed peas. Yes. Oh, me as the black-eyed peas. Yeah, no, you uh, – I would never – I would never categorize you as uh, as the black-eyed peas. Don't worry. Oh. Thank you. Think of me as Prince, but alive. Ooh, okay. I like that. I like that. I like that. A little purple rain. All right. So, Mike, um, I can't remember why I brought you on. To- oh, yes, that's right. So, uh, this <laughs> week, you and I, we had a I, – I imagine, like, sometimes – Twitter can be, you know, like 98% of the time, it's like one of the worst places in the world, but you stick around for that 2%. And the 2% really for the for the last 10 to 14 days has just been Dolphins fans, Dolphins media, and frankly, the organization just, I don't know, Mike, it's been such a funny, um, comical, have you ever seen an organization, a group of media and fans take victory laps it's such a straw man argument. Like, like even though, like, I like Mike McDaniel's a lot, and like coming out and saying, like, I don't think throwing the ball eighty-five yards is functionally appropriate for for the NFL. Nobody does that, as if anyone has ever said that. You know, like I, right. I just the the arguments that are being made, the positions that are being taken, I just have never quite seen. And I would love it if this was more of the usual in the NFL in June because I think I need it. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of elements to this. And first of all, no media base or fan base has drank more Kool-Aid during OTAs in history than the Dolphins. I remember going back years, and I would look forward to this time of year because, you know, like somebody like Brian Hartline, uh, you know, or Richard Matthews uh, would you know, catch a one-handed catch in, 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 in Dolphins OTAs, and it would be talked about for two days or three days. And, you know, like three weeks later, uh, you know, somebody was getting into my mentions, like you know, you know, Rashard Matthews is the second coming of Jerry Rice, <laughs> but like, like, like from from like the one, you know, from Omar Kelly's, uh, uh, you know, Twitter feed, 
to God's ears to every fan of the Miami Dolphins. Like if this if this happened in minicamp and OTAs, then it's guaranteed to happen 17 times in the NFL season. So they've been doing this going back 12, 14 years. I kind of missed it because it kind of went away under Brian Flores. I have a funny feeling he wasn't letting guys tweet as much in camp because he's an old you know Patriots type guy. But yeah, there's that element to it. But you're right. There's also you know the defensiveness of the Tua Tonga yeah. story, where his every is a third year quarterback. Move has to be. Screwed. Of course, now there's two anon, and there's all these. There's like a second life of of, of like parody accounts of, of onion like parody accounts of the idea that you know every time Tua Tungavail underthrows somebody, throws an accurate pass, etc. We need we need interpretation. We 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 need a, an entire uh, council of people to weigh in on, on whether or not it's a sign that he has turned the corner or not. Yeah, and like here's the thing: it like the the whole conversation, the volatility, it. I guess, Mike, what what confuses me is how people can't make decisions, can't form opinions based on a player from he's played enough football to form an opinion on him. Now, whether or not that opinion will hold true this upcoming year, Tua will probably be better, right? And he'll probably throw for more yards and more touchdowns. But it sort of feels like he's in this inevitable position, Mike. Like, it probably doesn't matter what Tua does this year. Like, they're moving on from him next year, short of him being the reason they win a Super Bowl. But let's be real. That's not happening, and he's not going to be the reason they win a Super Bowl. So the inevitability of it is the most comical part. Right. I think there's a chance he could break out and and convince them otherwise. But the last coaching staff, they were convinced. They wanted to move on. You know, the, the the Flores and all those guys wanted to move on. So McDaniel's coming in, so it's a little bit of a fresh start. Greer's still there. They may want to move on there. But, but you know, in terms of the, the conversation surrounding these guys, what are we on, year 12, year 13 of the Kirk Cousins conversation? It, you know, it, right. That, that's never that's going to point. go away. It goes away if the guy loses his job or, you know, takes a team to the Super Bowl or wins the Super Bowl. If you, Garoppolo, you can take a team to the Super Bowl, and it's not a, enough to be that. But the funniest thing about it, though, isn't so much the inevitability. It's that if this is where we're at on June 3rd, where are we going to be in August? Where are we going to be the Monday morning after a loss, the Monday morning after a win? With this, everything is a, is a you know, referendum. Yep. To yep. yep. value as a quarterback and as a human being. Well, you know what? It just like, but it's their stances that the contradictory stances yeah. of the of the organization. And then mm-hmm. they're now their their change of tone because a new coach, but the same GM, the guy that was part of this whole thing, and like yeah. it reminds me a lot of like the the whole conversations. This is prevalent, right? Like this is a a a, a political thing happening in the world, and it's like it's sort of like the NRA saying like, "Hey guys, nothing to worry about with guns, but also you're not allowed to have a gun at any of our events, right?" Like it's like <laughs> it's like saying, "Hey, we really love Tua so much, but we have two first round picks next year, and you can bet your ass yeah. we'll be willing to trade both of them to move up to get an actual guy," or like you know, hey. We were willing to, as long as you know uh, Deshaun Watson is able to get 20, 22 women to agree to sign NDAs, regardless of whether he's guilty or not, we would absolutely do that. You can't live in both worlds and then say, "Well, we really love this guy and we think he's elite." And and like Tyree Kill coming in and like, "Oh yeah, this guy's amazing." And it's like, "All right, everybody, please pump the brakes because you're giving me a headache." Well, that was a lot. I mean, Thank you. A lot of ground <laughs> in, in that analogy, the you know throwing a ball eighty-five yards is not functional. Is the equivalent of saying, "Well, there you know twenty to twenty-five rabbit uh, hogs are coming, and that's why you need an AR-15." So that's that's, <laughs> that's the logic of that argument. But you're you're right, and it, you know, it's smart for an organization 
to be like, yeah, we are giving him a, an evaluation, but, oh, Teddy Bridgewater's here. Oh, we have two first-round picks here, but we're giving him an evaluation. You can say that. But the Dolphins have to come with this arch defensiveness about it. You know, you know, the Eagles are kind of doing that with Jalen Hurts. You know what? We really like the guy, what he does in the locker room and everything. But they, don't, they don't say, you know, anything 15 yards downfield is, is, is like sprayed out of a garden hose. They, they don't say that. But, you know, we're evaluating. So we have two first-round picks next year. We have a, a plan that you can say that. But it has to come through this this ultra-defensive look, a 55-yard completion to Tyreek Hill. Let's make sure we put that on the social networking feed and have, uh, you know, the coach and the GM talk about it, have first-take lead with it. That's very distinctively uh, a Dolphins thing. It is. And, you know, Mike, like, at the end of the day – it's it's all fun and games because it's OTAs, it's June, it doesn't matter, and they've been winning off-seasons for, for a long time now. It's the application, and it's the actual when the games matter. And this is a team that does not just walk in with one of the easiest schedules in the league. The AFC East has a gauntlet this year that they will be yeah. going through. And this is this is where the conversation gets a little arch and gets a little dark for me because like, it's very possible they could start 0-3, 0-4, and still be a good football team by the end of it, right? This is a right. team coming off of two consecutive winning seasons that just fired their head coach. So to say <laughs> that they're just going to be immensely better um, when the schedule's hard and you still don't have answers in the quarterback, like... I, I, For me, the Dolphins are such an interesting litmus test on how you build rosters because yeah. a 32-year-old left tackle is a good pickup for you, but like, and a 29-year-old speedster who that's not going to last forever and you gave him you know, all this guaranteed money, I think there still are way more questions than answers, and you, the games will only answer them, Mike, but I, you know, are we going to have answers after five weeks, like true answers? I don't know, and I don't think they have the patience to wait longer than that. I don't know, and they better have patience because you look around the AFC, and it's brutal. And this is a great conference to not be trying to win now in with a new coach, you know, with a new receiver, with a third-year quarterback. They have a lot of questions about And that, with the Dolphins, I never understand what direction they're heading. You know, with the whole Adam Gase thing, I never understood what – is this a rebuilding team? Or, you know, because he, he usually got them to about you know, eight wins or whatever. What's happening here? And this is a good example of that. Are, 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 is this a rebuilding team? Because I think that's what Brian Flores thought it was when he got fired. No, it's a win-now team because we have Tyreek Hill. And they've had more expensive, goofy off-seasons in their history than, like, Washington has had, right. you know, like Albert Hainsworth type things. And that, that's where this team – remember years ago when, when Tannehill got hurt? And it's like, you know what, we're going to pay – Jay Cutler to come out of the booth for $12 million. Like, why? Your quarterback <laughs> got hurt. Just, you know, to do a rebuilding. You're not going to do anything with Jay. We're going to do this with Jay Cutler. So that's what I don't understand. And, and the whole Tua thing, again, if, if we go through all the things that have been said in the offseason and, you know, the a- accusations by, by, by Brian Flores and all, is Tua the owner's guy? Because if Tua's the owner's guy, at least I understand why McDaniel's going to go to the mattresses at press conferences and be like, look at that. That's enough evidence of what he can do and what he can't do doesn't matter because the guy who signs the checks likes that. But if that's the case, we're in for a roller coaster because that means the owner thinks one thing or thinks two or three different things because Steve Ross thought he was going to have Tua and Tom Brady and Sean Payton. I don't know what, what Ross thought he was going to have. The GM thinks something else. And this young man coming in as a head coach probably thinks he's got a rebuilding situation on his hands and might be in for a rude awakening. We've got Mike Tanier here, Football Outsiders on the Wester Hotline. And, and one of my colleagues here at the station, uh, Joe DiBiase, kind of put this perfectly, right? Like, you have an owner who's sort of like 
seeing his own, you know, like mortality here, right? He's like, I oh, don't gosh. have this. I don't have a lot left here to live, and I need to win a friggin' Super Bowl. Like, I need to be competitive. <laughs> so that, to me, you look at that and you think about it. Like, it's it's a it's a situation that is, to me, anyways, for Tua set up to fail. And I just like, I guess, part of like the Twitter conversation of this is just that acknowledgement. I think is important. It's like me trying to convince everyone in the world that EJ Manuel was going to be really really good because Doug Marone was here and we had Stevie Johnson. Give me a break. I have a functioning brain, so I know not to do things like that. It's just, it's a weird thing to feel like, it's one thing for the fan base to be this way, but it's kind of another for the organization and for the quarterback to respond to those things. It tells me that there's a level of insecurity a baseline level of insecurity across the entire organization. And I just, it's kind of unprecedented to me. I mean, the organization that, you know, fired a coach and had him fire back and say it was, you know, racial allegations. And that seems like he has a strong case and says they were tanking on purpose. And I, they have reason to be insecure. They have reason to be insecure on like a variety of levels. Uh, but beyond that, you, you know, you're talking about Ross. And you know, remember Leon Hess when he owned the Jets many, mm. many, many years ago? It's like, you know, I'm, I'm 80 whatever years old. I just want to win a Super Bowl. And that's why I'm hiring Rich Cotite. And that was a, an actual like press conference he gave in the '90s. Like we're bringing we're bringing in a winner here, and that winner is Rich Cotite. And the team went like three and like twenty eight <laughs> or whatever they went after that. But if I hate to say, if that's your thing, like I'm in win now mode because I'm old, then you might want to divest yourself a little bit. Right. That's not how this goes. And again, I don't want to put thoughts into this guy's head, but you know, there's all these the stuff swirling around about how he was going to get this guy and that guy and everything like that. You need to step back and let your professionals in the organization do what they're supposed to do if that's the case. But it's the NFL. Some owners just don't do that sort of thing. Mike, I, I kind of want to also get your thoughts here on the Jets. Thanks for bringing them up. They are <laughs> probably one of the more interesting teams going into this uh, going into this this season. And it's this one is another one where it's kind of all about the quarterback. I mean, historically bad accuracy numbers yeah. for Zach Wilson. And you know, in the same breath that we're going to hear. All about how Tua through two years has got better numbers than Josh Allen, so therefore he's going to take the third-year Josh Allen yeah. leap. I, I'm wondering, I I never felt that it was a bad pick for the Jets with uh, with Wilson because I thought that the mm-hmm. arm strength and the tools were there. The ceiling was there. Um, yeah. But to hear the – it's one thing to hear about greatness in the OTAs, right? Like that's always mm-hmm. something I take with a grain of salt. When people are talking about the inability to hit open receivers in 7-on-7, seven seven, that's uh-huh. something I guess I'll put a little bit more stock in than something about how a guy's going to be a pro bowler uh, you know, in, 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 in OTAs. I'll say this, though. It, there's no press pool that's more like cheerleaders in June than the Dolphins. There are no more fatalists than the Jets. <laughs> so Christian point. Hackenberg, you know, if he bounced one on the ground, he was bouncing them off reporters' heads, <laughs> yes. and that's what they were doing. But off the media tent, every, yeah. Even, and they've even swapped out a lot of the reporters there. So you come in and it's super fatalist there. But you know, I was skeptical of Zach Wilson from the beginning because of the he's suddenly this great prospect because the schedule went poo bar in 2020 and he's playing a bunch of teams from like the bottom of Conference USA instead of the usual schedule he would have there. You're right, he's toolsy. And I'm not going to worry too much about him. But again, this is a guy last year, Mike White came in, played well, and, and the, the, the New York media wanted to make Mike, Mike White a thing. For a week, yep. he threw three interceptions. I think against the Bills, it was, yeah, it was in like in like twelve seconds. And we're like, okay, well, that was that was fun. 
Um, but yeah, I look at the overall Jets all season. You remember like the Seinfeld thing where you say good, but you have the high voice at the end. It's good, you know. <laughs> the off season for the Jets is good. They got some good players, you know. And that's where it is now. So I don't know where they're going, except they look like a team that will be tougher than last year's team because they did bring in some guys that look like they are professionals in the draft and free agency. I don't know what tougher than last year's team means, though, because they were a complete joke for much of last season. Yeah. So it's it's very much in wait and see mode with that team. Yeah, and it, it another interesting conversation about the AFC East, right? Like, we're that's our trend. We're talking about the AFC East right now. And I had um, Stephen Ruiz on earlier from The Ringer, and we were kind of chatting about how, like, if you look at the Bills in the AFC East, they just do not have the same level of competition as, like, a Kansas City or, you know, right. a Chargers are going to be facing in the West or what they've got going on in the North. We can just leave the South and where it belongs in the South. But, um, <laughs> you know, like when you think about the AFC East here, and then all of a sudden it's almost like the Patriots become an afterthought thought because right now Mike they have the least amount of cap space in the league and I can't mm-hmm. name you truly one blue chip player that team has right now I mean and I saw you tweet that and you're right they, they have spent a lot of money and that a lot of that money is spent on Kendrick Bourne and Nelson, Nelson Aguilar Ag- yeah Aguilar and Jalen Mills and, and, and the tight ends and they're good tight ends but it's like you have all this money at tight end and I don't see how you build that past wild card. You can obviously pencil in, oh, Belichick's going to do stuff. A lot of veterans on defense still have a pretty good offensive line. You can get that wild card. I can't see it. When he's there, we talk about the Dolphins and, like, their offseason heroes. Devontae Parker, I think he won the MVP award of OTAs, like, six years in a row for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, this guy was OTA Randy Moss for years, and now he's, he's older, and, like, we've seen over and over again, that guy gets hurt when you need him. Guy turns into kind of an ordinary possession receiver from November on. Now he's like the big addition for the Patriots. I, I don't see it. I don't understand it. But again, it's OTAs, and all we're hearing about from New England Patriots in OTAs is how much Mac Jones has turned into a leader, just like Tom Brady. And I, I want to yawn and I want to stretch and I want to throw up a little bit in my mouth a little bit. Like, show me what this team is really doing. Because right now, all I'm hearing about is that Bill Belichick is such a genius that he can be an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach, and general manager at the same time and handle it all, even though he never did that before in the great signature seasons, and everything's going to work out just fine. So the last thing I've got to ask you then, um, Joe Judge, we're just to assume, and it's almost like (laughs) Bill Belichick, when he goes up there, oh, the, my my favorite quote. Well, he's calling plays in minicamp. This doesn't, doesn't matter. He's calling plays in minicamp. Who cares who the offensive coordinator is? Like who cares? Nice. And listen, I know that he's Bill Belichick, and he's sort of still above reproach. But mm-hmm. at a certain point here, this is gonna like snowball into one of the biggest comedies I've ever seen. If Joe yeah. Judge has a headset on and is calling plays, well, even if he's transferring plays from someone else who's calling them to Mac Jones to put him in a position to mold a young quarterback after what he yes. did in New York, regardless yeah. of the prior relationship with Bill Belichick, this has got to yeah. be one of the biggest blunders I've ever seen. This is an example of somebody who reaches that level of emperor, king, that he can do no wrong. And so he's, he, he will, he's, can't be questioned, and he wants the guys he's comfortable with in those positions. He did not want to replace McDaniel. So he brings back to the fold, you know, a couple of guys in, uh, in, in Judge and uh, Patricia, and says, you're offensive coaches now, even though you weren't very good defense and special teams coach. You weren't good head coaches. You were terrible. You, you wanted to run quarterback sneaks on third and long. That's what you were as a head coach. And he gives them these positions. 
And, you know, we're, I mean, not us, but like the local media has got to say, yes, sir, yes, sir, to all this. You can't really criticize it. And the rest of us are like on bated breath. Like you don't want to say, oh, this is a complete catastrophe about to happen because, you know, they win the Super Bowl and you look yeah, <laughs> right. and, and you're right. The check. Like he's beating you before. I don't see it at this point. You've got a young quarterback needs molding. You've got an offense that does not have a lot of firepower. And you've got two knuckleheads who, as soon as they were given any authority anywhere else, went banana pants. In terms of like how bad they were as doing anything except like the little box of belts that could put them in the past, giving them more responsibilities, giving them unique responsibilities that they're not prepared for. This has this has the potential to blow up in their face. The thing is, it'll blow up in their face. They'll still win nine games because they'll beat the Jets twice and the defense will be good. Yeah, that's probably right. And you know, I, I by by saying no blue chip talent, I, I think Matthew Judon's a heck of a player. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But the 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 way they approached the J.C. Jackson situation, I, and just time and time again, you just it, it's it, over the last two years, sans Tom Brady, it's been a tire fire, and I'm here to watch it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Mike, um, <laughs> I'm gonna let you go. Thank you so much. Entertainment value always high as it always is. I appreciate your time on a Saturday in June. Let's do it again soon and enjoy your summer my friend t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.